Hark the bardic paladin Who sings and plays again He tells the tales of glory And weaves a magic story He'll join you at your table And ask you to share a fable Heroes of humble origin Villains who must be fought again No matter their skill or prowess The people in life are countless so we pray you heed our request. Enjoy this tale of sidekicks and sidequests. Episode 68 Atta in the Dovecote Cafe. Welcome to Sidekicks and Sidequests the Dungeons & Dragons podcast that helps to put humans back into humanity and breathe life into your campaign NPCs with backstory and bravado. That's right, we're building a world, one character at a time. I am your host, Kurt Krenwelge, the Bardic Paladin, and I'll be joining Joseph Anthony's table in the Levitating Platter. Welcome to another exciting episode of Sidekicks and Sidequests, the best unofficial Dungeons and Dragons podcast, in my humbly biased opinion. We've got a wonderful returning guest to the show. It's been a long time since we've spoken, but before we get to our mystery guest, I gotta give a shout out to our first sponsor, Plus One EXP. Tony Vicenda is the mastermind behind his mastercraft of beard balms, game design, and community building. Uh, he has beard balms named after all the basic stats from D&D, so get a uh, little canister, apply it to your face, and smell the sweet aroma and the sweet victory that comes along with increased strength, dexterity, charisma, and more. Beards and Beyond is the indie RPG that helped to launch his brand, but Tony's collaborated on several other projects, including Repugnant with Terrible Games, I Toaster, a brave little toaster-inspired game, and Down We Go a game which seeks to capture the heart of old-school tabletop gaming. If you support Plus One EXP, either by buying something uh, from their store or supporting them on Patreon and the like, it all helps funnel into the Plus One Ford program, which seeks to support additional independent tabletop content creators to continue making awesome stuff. So I'd highly encourage you to follow Tony and Plus One EXP on all the socials, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. In order to keep up with all the various projects that are being worked on, as well as upcoming interviews, one-shots, and actual plays of some of these amazing games. And if you don't mind, head on over to plus1exp.com, use the affiliate code Randolph when you're buying a beard balm or a beard RPG in order to get some savings on your purchase at no extra cost to you. Again, that code is Randolph at checkout on the website plus1exp.com. With that out of the way, hello, returning guest. It's been a while since we last spoke. It has been. It has been quite a while. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me back. Of course. For those of us not in the know, would you like to just give us uh, a brief recap of who you are and what is it that you do? How has life been since the last time we spoke? Sure. Well, uh, I'm Joseph. Uh, I am a uh, game writer and game designer uh, working at a studio here in Dallas. Awesome. I'm working for their QA team on the some exciting, fun projects. Yeah. Yeah. Since the last time we spoke, have any of those projects uh, come to light and been wildly popular? Uh, not wildly popular, but they, well, I, well, I can't say that. It's been good. Uh, yeah. One of them has been a Shark Tank Tycoon. Just come out on the Apple Store and Google Play. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah ba based on the show. Cool. So you got uh, a licensed uh, mobile app game of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were working with Sony, who I believe owns the rights to it, uh, okay. uh, to produce it, and it's uh, it's out now. Uh, and fun thing, I got to do uh, more writing in, in it uh, in that particular title. So a lot of the character like dialogue and pitches. Whenever you're looking at businesses, mm -hmm. like I wrote those, and there's this whole new cool section of mini game, kind of like a mini game where you're in the Shark Tank, listening to like a banter pitch thing. I oh. wrote. Almost all of those. Wow, <laughs> that's awesome, dude. That's a great update since the last time we spoke. In the pandemic and everything, otherwise has been treating you well? Uh, so far, I've uh, thankfully been able to avoid getting sick or anything, Good. Uh, which has been super great. 
I have a job, which I'm <laughs> very blessed to be able to say. Yeah, so have you been able to play any D&D or any other cool role-playing games since the last time we spoke? Uh, since last we spoke, uh, I haven't sat down and done any tabletop stuff. I've done stuff over Discord and virtually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got invited to a house game uh, that it's like a based off the was it World of Darkness? Like Vampire the Masquerader, the werewolf stuff. Yeah, 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 that one. It's based off that system, but they were okay. running their own like homebrew type of deal. And, and that was cool because I got to experience and see kind of how that system worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside that one, not particularly. I did get to run some of my own for that uh, that RPG I was making, which I did finish. Oh, which good. Is also something that happened this year. Uh, yeah, I, I finished that. I uh, got to a stopping point and I ran, I think, two different sessions. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some coworkers and then some other friends in like a Discord channel. Cool. So you're gonna do some more testing before you uh, put it out there for the world. Oh no, it's it's all uh, it's all good. I've done it. I did plenty of testing before. Oh, like, of course, you're it. you're a professional QA tester, so you know all the stuff. <laughs> exactly. Cool. But, uh, no, but I, I ran a, just a lot of user testing uh, when I was doing it before. So these ones were just for fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that I got it finished up, I'm just like I guess refining it. Uh, doing it for fun and updating it on my website. So whenever I start to apply to places, I have like a more standardized portfolio to demonstrate all the stuff. That's amazing. That's awesome. Well, uh, you know, this show is called Sidekicks and Sidequests. So have you run into any new interesting NPCs or sidekick characters uh, since last we spoke? Oh, gosh. Um, I remember your answer last time was Pagan Min, and a couple of times he's come up on the show as being a favorite of other people as well. So I know you started the trend. So has, oh, has anyone else topped Pagan Min in your mind since then? The flattery. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I'm trying to think of any like characters that like really stand out as being interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, two come to mind. One more wholesome than the other. So the the game Biomutant, uh, mm. crazy character action game. Have you heard of it? I, I haven't. Please tell me more. Cool. So it's a wild uh, character action game uh, where he plays like this weird little furry mutant creature uh, on some kind of like pollution ridden planet. Mm. Uh, and uh, some giant predator like destroys your town. And then you come back years later after having abandoned it. It's real cool. There's a lot of like, you can build your own gun and your own weapon and sword. And you can like base your style around it. Mm-hmm. It has this sort of like cartoony kung fu style. So you have like, you know, a jutting pig or something where you're like stabbing your swords or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. I love the weapon creation mechanic of it. But also there's just a bunch of weird characters. So because they all uh, use weird broken English. Uh, like all trains are just called choo-choos because they're just choo-choos. No one knows it's called a train anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and some of these NPCs, they're all just, I don't know. They have been delightful. I had to go get a giant toothbrush weapon to clean someone off because they were covered in goo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I enjoyed that. But uh, of the characters, uh, the one that I immediately remember the most, well, there's two. One was a barber. who He's just there's no roof over his barbershop. It's just literally like, uh, you know, a checkered floor with a little uh, barber pole mm-hmm. and a chair. And he's just like, hey, don't look like garbage. Come sit in my chair. Uh, and it's just like <laughs> random barber out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the second character is a like a witch I found out in the woods who makes poppets. Hmm. and she had them go on a quest i was like all right and she here here have this poppet to attach to your weapon to make it stronger i was like all right <laughs> this is cool uh that's fun a lot of those characters are just like kind of like goofy and weird but also sincere i know i I, lo- I love it awesome and then uh along with that have you come across an interesting side quest in a game or a project a film etc um, and why has it been one of your favorite side quests since the last we spoke interesting side quest um, i'm trying to think of the games i've played uh i feel like i haven't played as many at least as many new ones replaying mm-hmm. old games is something i do a lot it would probably honestly it would it, it would have to be biomutant again uh mm-hmm. it, it's a big open world so you can like open world explore and collect mounts and stuff uh mm-hmm. i got a giant 
mechanical hand I ride around on, and it does like a finger gun and then fires an actual projectile at enemies. Oh, that's cool. Uh, but probably my favorite one is uh, one I did recently where I got, uh, oh gosh, I forget what it was called. It was like an Omnossum, Omnossum or something. It was like a possum mixed with a bat. It was terrible, but also amazing. Hmm. And I had to do a quest where I, I like climbed a bunch of mountains and then someone gave me a map and I went and found like a nest. And this thing was just sort of sitting there staring at me. And I was like, hey, we're friends now. And so now I can like glide it <laughs> off of off of little mountains. Oh, that's cool. That's sweet, man. And then uh, final catch up question here in the uh, personal interview section. Have you found any new passions uh, since a year ago? <sighs> or more than a year ago, based on when we actually <laughs> recorded. Uh you know what? Uh, probably, I probably have to say I got back into my woodworking over this again. Oh, cool! Uh, it's hard to do it during the summer just because of just of the heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cold makes it a bit more tolerable, but it's a bit. Well, I'm gonna try and do woodworking tomorrow, so I say oh. that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I I did a lot more, uh, and I moved away from my more traditional because I, I usually made like prop weapons and goofy stuff like that. Uh, and I moved away from my typical, more traditional, like, uh, carving of them into more, like, bombastic and interesting style. So I have one that's shaped like a giant bird wing and painted like a rainbow of colors, kind of mm-hmm. like uh, inspired by Festival and, ironically, uh, a character from the new Animal Crossing game. Uh, mm. uh, I loved his uh, little Festival event. And I was like, what if I made a sword based off his color scheme? And so it's like this big curving sword, this little bird head at the bottom. Mm-hmm. It's great. Uh, I made a big claymore and I uh, carved in little runes to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made a series of like little just thematic knives, uh, which is really neat. But yeah, that, that's been really fun because I'm like painting them and getting a lot more creative with the shapes. And uh, I'm really in love with that. I have some right here that I uh, I still need to cut up and edit before I get into the painting of them. But I'm excited. Well, this was a good catch up. And now I think it's time we head into some NPC creation. So, you were the first of our guests to use uh, an art prompt generator, and I don't think anyone else has done that since, but I think in discussing and leading up to this returning interview, I think you're going to go two for two and you're going to use another art prompt generator in order to help us uh, develop a character today. Is that right? Yes, definitely am. I think this is a, this is a very fun way I feel to like build up an NPC character you have to interact with. Who okay. knows what we'll have at the end? Yeah, who knows? Yeah. So, all right. Well, I I think you have it already pulled up on your computer. So I guess you just let me know whenever you've uh, got it all randomly generated. All right. Uh, let's see. Because I, I pulled up a couple of the generators just because like because it's very well rounded. Okay. Okay, I saw some simple, oh, you know what, I like these. All right, so uh, this first prompt I have is a girl with dreads in a field of beautiful flowers. Okay. Which I I really like, I like. Uh, And then I produced just five words, which are brewery, uh, cafe, dev coat, a shelter with nest holes for domesticated pigeons. Okay. Okay, so she keeps, this person keeps pigeons then it sounds like. Uh, apparently, a girl with dreads, beautiful field of flowers, a brewery, a cafe, uh, apparently like a pigeon house, mm-hmm. ruins, and wild beasts. Wild beasts. Okay, so is this what you want to go with? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I really like that. That's a that's a fun prompt. Okay, all right. Well, as we weave our way through the questions, what is going to be this character's name? I think. Uh, I have a lot of I have a lot of generators here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm thinking something like nature-y. Okay. Uh, band. <laughs> All of these are unpronounceable. Oh. Uh, you know what? Uh, I like Ata. So A-H-T-A. A-H-T-A. Ata. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, when you said you, you had the image of the, the girl with the dreadlocks in the field of flowers, is it already giving you a picture of who it is? Or was it just like a sentence that said like, a girl with dreadlocks in a field. It's a, literally a sentence. A girl with okay. dreads in a field of beautiful flowers. What is the ancestry of this character? 
we have a pretty big clue, I suppose, but, you know, I guess anyone could have dreadlocks, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you grow your hair out enough, everyone gets dreads. It's just a <laughs> convenient way to carry around, like, a huge mop of hair. <laughs> uh, I was thinking, like, I might be getting ahead of myself here. Okay. But I was matching this, uh, this woman uh dreads lots of flowers and just like moss growing on the like the ends of the hair okay you're like half some kind of druid or like a, a triad okay uh, like half person half dryad okay so you think this character is like a, a half dryad yeah yeah like some kind of some literal connection to to nature and plants hmm okay all right, well, well, we'll go with this. We'll we'll try and figure out how it works, I suppose. But a half dryad. So they're like, what is their other half? If they're a dryad, then are they like half elf? Are they half human or half something else? Half orc? <laughs> half orc. That would be interesting. Joseph was one of my consultants on the orc pantheon in between week episode I did. So, um, but yeah, Joseph, uh, yeah, he helped me make sure that my orc pantheon was cool. And is that what you're thinking, maybe? You know what? I, I pulled up a D&D character generator because I'm not familiar with all the all the races that go on there. And well, it did we just have pull up the entire orc. player's handbook. We have the entire monster <laughs> manual at our disposal. It's whatever character you want. Well, you know, let's let's do let's do an orc. That that seems like it'd be fun. So, are we still going on with this idea of like half orc, half dryad? Or are you just thinking like pure orc, or what are you thinking? I'm still thinking half orc, half dryad. Okay, maybe some kind of like uh, crazy ancestral thing, like an orc that maybe lives in the Feywild or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Because I was trying to tie, I want to tie in that ruins. I imagine this like just area where like a kingdom was and then is in absolute collapse. Like it's been overtaken by a nature, by, by nature. Okay. And you're just like wandering yeah. through these ruins and you just stop and you see uh, essentially a cafe with no walls just okay. out in the middle of nowhere in the middle of these ruins. It sounds like somewhere you'd find in the Feywild, like, oh, there was a ruined thing from the mortal world that got transported to the Feywild and then this half-orc, half-dryad was like, oh, yes, this will be perfect for my cafe. Yeah, yeah, just just this bizarre uh, thing to come across, almost uh, like the tea party in Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. You just wander through the woods and you stumble on it. Okay, all right. So then it sounds like the job of Ata, so she runs this cafe in this ruin then. That's what her job is? Okay, so I, I, wanted to, <laughs> I was thinking it would be twofold. One is... Uh, the cafe kind of brewer thing just because she has an interest in like cooking and like or at least mm -hmm. drink making like brewery making could be and the other coffee, is like be, maybe yeah that's what i was thinking of just like this weird uh, coffee bar in the middle <laughs> of the uh and that her second job uh or her primary like duty is like protecting the area mm. so i was thinking of like the uh okay how, how do you pronounce this again dove coat okay like the thing where she keeps the doves in Yes, dovecote. All right, it is dovecote. Okay. Uh, so just making these little like animal houses, and there's like just this uh, sanctuary for like animals to come in. Okay. Uh, at, and in the middle of it is this little brewery cafe. Okay. Brewing coffee and other other weird drinks. So okay, I so now you're explaining it better, and so it could very well be the Feywild, but I also think like it could be the mortal world and just like this these old ruins and she's like well no this area needs to be protected these animals need to be protected i i have a dovecote uh up on the roof of this old tower or whatever and you know how am i going to get income to make sure that i can protect this area sufficiently oh i know the logical answer is i'll open up a cafe and i'll brew coffee and uh, adventurers will come by and they'll be impressed and then they'll be like oh we don't need to pillage this tower or whatever yeah we'll just yeah it's cool. What what I was thinking with it was a uh, was kind of I guess kind of like coming across like a witch in the woods where she's okay. like she's mostly self sufficient mm -hmm. because of the whole like dryad just there's a bunch of like fruiting trees it's mm -hmm. like a lush area full of like animals and that's all because of her mm -hmm. but this is just like a pastime so if adventurers did wander through mm -hmm. maybe the trees move in a way that leads them there and it's like oh. hello. Uh, random travelers are you thirsty <laughs> sit down yeah. i i got just the thing for you well how old are we imagining Atta to be then in this case 
Is she very old? Is she very young? Is she somewhere in between? I'm going to go somewhere in between. Briefly thought of like super old, you know, like 500 year old dryad or something. But mm-hmm. like, no, what if she's just like, I don't know, like, you know, 27, 32, yeah. somewhere around there, uh, off just kind of do, doing her own thing, not living yeah. with her orc, orc family, just kind of like embracing this weird dryad thing she discovered about herself. Well, we talked about her being a druid. Is this perhaps like a boon of her druid powers or something? Like she went on some sort of quest or she accepted a, uh, a mission from some sort of nature uh, deity. I was like, okay, great. I'm going to give you these powers, but you're, the deal is you have to be rooted to this area and protect it. And I want it preserved for nature. You can't let civilization happen here or something. <laughs> I, I like that so i like that she I, i've been wanting her to be a uh, slightly ditzy but just kind of like happy-go-lucky okay. i love the idea that she did a good thing and a nature spirit rewarded her like go do great things and she has no clue that that happened she's just whoa i got powers now okay. thanks to this magic fox i saved yeah all right well <laughs> and she just wandered off will she be asked to do something later who knows okay uh but right now she's just sort of like, I guess I have powers now. <laughs> so if you had to paint a picture, if you had to describe the physical appearance of Atta, what would you say it is? Since we're getting this this concept of like orc and dryad or, you know, an orc that was given power and boons by some sort of nature spirit or deity, how does Atta actually appear? We know the dreadlocks and the moss on the end of the dreadlocks, but like beyond that, like what are we seeing? Moss or dreadlocks? Uh, what's the word? A desaturated green. Not like a like a bright color, but like a desaturated, almost kind of gray green okay. for the skin. I, I always like the I, I've always liked the tusks. I always like tusks. So some tusks going on, probably like a, a nose piercing. Uh, and then through the of, middle, uh, through the side. Uh, probably through just one of the nostrils, nostrils. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, and then kind of just roby type things, all, all made of cloth, kind of just like a layers of cloth robes, maybe okay. a, kind of like that monk style where like one arm is kind of like bare or one part of the torso is kind of bare, drapes off of one shoulder. Okay, so not quite a toga, but... Not toga-ish. Like, toga-ish. Toga-ish. Okay. As mm-hmm. far as the clothing's concerned with robes. Yeah. Okay. Toga-ish. And it's just like plants growing from like the toga, which I imagine okay. to be like uh, a mix of various cloths, but usually like desaturated browns, uh, maybe some like beiges. Okay. Uh, any and- color put into it is uh, like some kind of living plant, like actual flowers growing along the edges of it or something like that. Okay. And then I guess if we're factoring in the the dryad part of the boon of the powers, like, you know, so I, I can I can picture like, you know, primarily orcish in appearance, but maybe as it gets closer to her hands and her feet, maybe, is that where like you, the, you start seeing the bleed over into the more characteristic dryad where it looks like um, like tree roots or something like that. It looks like a living plant extension of some kind maybe i think you would see it in the hair like some of the she has dreads but if you look closely uh some of those aren't dreads they're just like they're true like tree roots or more like rooty structures okay Uh, maybe some like wooden branch horns coming out of the coming out of the hair as well okay where you're like i'm not sure if that's a headdress or like actually coming out of your scalp type of deal uh, if you had to describe Atta with three adjectives, what three adjectives would you use? I think you said one earlier was ditzy. Do you think that's still the case? I would I would replace ditzy with happy-go-lucky, which I think I better puts it down. Not really concerned with things, like kind of just going along with going with the flow-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy-go-lucky, I think that covers cheerful too, because it's just kind of like a positive, positive vibe. Mm. Happy-go-lucky, uh, I would say caring. You know, I repl- take it, move away caring, say empathetic. She, okay. She's moved by, like, sob stories and, like, the plight of others. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say inquisitive. Okay. Which is, is part of the brewery things of, like, she's genuinely interested. That's one of the reasons she lures, semi-lures adventures to her stand to, one, try out the weird drinks she makes to see if they're any good, but mm. also just to hear their stories and, like, hear stuff, things about going on. 
What is a valuable item, a piece of lore, a secret, or an ideal or concept that Atta ascribes to? Mm. Do you want to roll some dice maybe to kind of narrow that down if it's like too many options? I, I like the idea that uh, there's uh, someone from uh, like her old clan or her old family mm. uh, who absolutely hate that she's pulling this semi-hippie and they have like declared that if we ever meet, we will fight to the death. If I see you, I will fight you to the death. Whoa. Uh, and her being very happy and go lucky and empathetic is like, we really don't have to do that. Uh, but she left before like really resolving that issue. Mm-hmm. So it's not something she thinks about often, but in the back of her mind, she's always wondering if that person is going to walk in through the wood line and she's going to have to like <laughs> murder one of her family members. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, that's intense. Yeah, that's a pretty good secret. Like, is my long lost uh, clansman or relative going to show up and then I'm going to have to fight them one on one or something? Yeah, that's pretty intense. Exactly. I like that she's not weak or opposed to violence per se. It's mm. just she really doesn't want to do that. That sounds like a horrible time. Yeah. They were like a, a loving member of their family. And now it's like, I'm going to kill you next time I see you. Like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's pretty intense. Yeah, it's like, look at this wonderful gift I was given. Like, no, I don't like it. We're going to fight <laughs> the next time I see you. I think right? they make for a very dramatic interaction for a character who's largely kind of a, uh, not jokey, but a very comic relief type character. Oh, sure. For sure. What is a particular quest that Atta would be willing to recruit or hire player characters to go and do on her behalf? Knowing Atta, it's probably that she heard a story about something she wanted to know more about or like see. Like there's this like, you know, a giant glowing mushroom like in this uh, far off cave in the southern swamps. Do you think you can go and get me a chunk of it and bring it back? Or like a specific animal uh, that she's maybe she's sensing is in pain or is like, you know, hey, I a lot of animal torment emotion is coming from like the south through ever through this uh a valley like in the southern valley i just feel like a lot of pain coming there could you go handle this situation okay uh it would be something like uh empathy towards like people or animals or like nature or it'd be some like weird name task that you're uh tasked like go fetch something for it. okay so for our purposes, what do you think would work? Retrieving the mushroom, the giant mushroom, or the giant mushroom piece from the cave? Or, hey, there's a bunch of weird stuff going on with the animals in the valley to the south. Probably the, the mushroom cave. I okay, think the, the, the more intense quest would come after that one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. So maybe, so you're saying that the animals in the valley could be like a secondary quest? Yeah, yeah. To keep okay. her as like a consistent NPC who you like get to know over time. Okay. Yeah, you, you get the softball first and then you get start getting, getting emotional. All right. So what is going to be the reward for succeeding in going to this cave that's past the swamps and retrieving, I don't know how big this giant mushroom is, but if they can bring the whole giant mushroom back or if she only wants a piece of it, what is she going to reward the players with uh, when they're successful? It, it would only need to be a chunk. And then we get to see like a cool scene of her like, all right, this is cool. And going over to a shady, you know, uh, alcove or something, putting it down and just watching it just spread all over the walls and like just immediately grow up. Okay. Uh, Just like this cool nature scene. Uh, And then she tries to brew something out of it and give it to you. And it probably like, (laughs) uh, I imagine it would like make you glow or or something. And it's like, huh, I was supposed to... uh, let you fly temporarily. All right, well, back to the drawing board. So the, the reward would probably be a recipe using this glowing mushroom for like either like maybe improved night vision, though I know every care, everything in D&D has some form of night oh, vision. Oh, right, dark vision, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe some paint I kind, or of, maybe some... I kind of like what you said, like you were like, oh, this was meant to make you fly, but it made you glow how fun would it be if it was like a random table like okay i'm gonna brew something and then you drink it and the dungeon master rolls on some kind of random table and it's like all right well now you can't stop tapping your feet or (laughs) you you glow you know you have bioluminescence for the next uh for the next week or something like that like some goofy harmless sort of effect uh befalls the character for you know a short amount of time 
And then she's like, all right, come back later. I'll figure it out. And then at that point, it's like, okay, now officially this is like the cool thing that you can get whenever you brew this tea with this mushroom or something. That, that's what I was, yeah, that, that's what I was, I was thinking. Something uh, goofy as a reward, but then uh, like her services just offers you like, I can brew you a potion or a special drink that mimics those to some degree. Okay. So, uh, you know having a very friendly apothecary who will make you stuff relatively for free is a is a real nice bonus okay all right but now we have to consider the other side of the coin what's going to be the consequence of failure or refusing to help Atta with getting the piece of this mushroom obviously the secondary quest and any other quests that she would generate are not going to happen maybe uh i would probably say let's see i don't know Atta's too like Otta's too chill to really be too mad at you. Okay, so she won't lock you out of the additional quest lines? Probably not. You would probably have to go do a different quest. Like, okay, there's this cool fruit I heard about, but it only grows on, like, on top of mountains that you're going to have to scale. If you can get it to me, I'll make you a new thing that's totally going to be great. So uh, she wouldn't have hold, like, too hard feelings if they're like, no, we're good. It's like, all right, you know, see you later. If you have cool stories, come by next time. If they are intentionally rude or mean, or they're like, oh, that giant mushroom you wanted us to get, we destroyed it or something like that. <laughs> if they were like deliberately like, we represent law and civilization and we will not stand for nature. Like, how is she going to react to that? Uh, I was thinking about that. Like, what if you know a couple of murder hobos wandered through this NPC? Mm-hmm. Uh I liked it. I said she was not opposed to violence earlier, very specifically. Because mm-hmm. uh, I like the idea of like her giving her a chance, like, all right, guys, like we can be cool, we can talk this out. And when they don't, you know, you know, uh, their feet are like stuck to the ground because roots are slowly climbing up their legs, uh, and like her eyes are glowing. Uh, she goes reaches Galadriel. She goes Galadriel when Frodo like offers her the ring, and she's like, "Full nature powers, like I'm gonna fight you guys now." Basically, he just reaches into a tree, pulls out a battle axe from the tree. Oh, uh, you know, angry animals start coming out from the woods. Again, oh. your legs are still wrapped in <laughs> in like vines. It's like, right. <laughs> We're in the middle of a nature glade fighting a nature thing. That's okay. probably not a good idea. Okay, wow. So, okay, she's, she's going to cast like entanglement and she's going to grab an axe. That's probably like some kind of magic cool axe, or I don't know, maybe it was an axe from her previous life and maybe a sentimental value, who knows. And then she's summoning like swarms of animals or other animal creatures to come and protect her. Okay, so you have like a right proper encounter. If you come in guns blazing, she's going to bring out the bigger guns. Yeah, yeah, this is no pushover NPC. Uh, Does Atta have a particular accent or language uh, that she uses? Are there any idiosyncrasies in the way that she acts or speaks? I like the idea of her having a a value or accent. Uh, (laughs) I really like that accent. I love it even more whenever I can put it into a fantasy world for a character who is very uncharacteristically valley girl. Okay. That's always fun. And that's just a fun for me thing. Oh, is there anything more to that? Any idiosyncrasies in the way that she acts or speaks, maybe? Probably not. Just just kind of like chilling inside of a, a glade. Like you were saying hippie. So kind of like hippie yeah. vibes where she's just, she's mellow. She's chilling. She speaks. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Kind of like that. I think, I imagine hippie, but also a hippie who's just like super slow. The swole hippie. Swole hippie. Okay. Swole hippies. Oh my god. <laughs> What's oh my god. up? Welcome to my cafe. What impact has Ata made on the world? How has she shaped the local area? That, that's really interesting because I think it would be for the better. Like this is a very interesting glade. Again, she's not really malicious or anything mm. uh, and sometimes guides people towards there. I imagine that this uh, was a normal wood or a normal ruins before. And then since she's moved in, it's now like a fruiting forest and you can like find plenty of food there. Mm. So there's like maybe some towns in like a few mile radius of it. And they notice this change and people have brought back stories of Atta being there. And they're like, they're all into it. It's like the farmer's market. It's the weekend. We're going to go out. We're going to go see Atta at our cafe. We're going to drink some coffee. We're going to get some fresh organic food and then we're going to go home. Yeah, kind of. Like, they are all welcome to go in there. And there's some who are like, you know, Atta's really great. 
and go in to say hi. Others are like terrified of the the wood witch who moved in. Don't eat any of the cursed fruit. Mm. Uh, and others come by like, oh great druid, grant us rain. And it's like, guys, I just make coffee and <laughs> grow plants. Do you? <laughs> I, I can't help you with that. So it's a fun mix of reactions to her, but generally positive. All right, very good. Well, we've learned a lot about our Ata from an art prompt generator, so I think it's time now that we calculate a random encounter. Oh, snap. Okay, so this random encounter is brought to you by Reaper Miniatures. Yes, you know them. Reaper Miniatures, Texas titans of the tabletop industry since 1994. They're right here in our backyard of DFW. And they've got an amazing warehouse and game store. They make everything from paints to gaming accessories. And they stream on Twitch and YouTube with tutorials and interviews. Whatever system you're running, whatever game you're playing, Reaper has got you covered. Uh, you know, every time you shop with them and spend at least $40, $50 on your purchase, they're going to give you a cool new mini of the month. And it's always something new, so be sure to check back often. Uh, if you visit my website, you can find a link to my sponsor and use my referral link uh, when you shop to help support Sidekicks and SideQuests and get you some savings. By clicking that link on my website, it helps to track the traffic that our show directs towards Reaper Miniatures. The more traffic, the more that our Texas powers are able to combine. As I mentioned before, I got two $50 gift cards, and so the missus and I were able to use them at Christmas time, and so we are excited to be able to paint and put together all of our new minis and integrate them into our tabletop games. So, again, go check out the link on the website in order to use my referral link, and be sure to follow Reaper Miniatures on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. All right, you remember the last time we did this, I think I ended up making just like a generic town mayor that talked to Roosevelt. Uh, and we could do something similar to that if it's like, oh, just like a farmer, you know, coming in for the weekend to chat with Atta. Or do you want to have uh, one of the podcast adventurer characters show up and talk to Atta to see if perhaps they will take the quest of retrieving this mushroom bit oh that's interesting because uh, i'm not familiar with all the characters that we made oh sure so we've got duncan who is the happy-go-lucky uh chaotic good suicidally brave adventurer for hire uh he's currently in the forgotten realms right now with talent urin uh but you know through magics maybe he can get back to our podcast world um we've got sonia the warrior woman who's now recently multi-classed into Paladin. So that's fun. And then we have Korak, who is the lawful evil arcane trickster dwarf. So <laughs> we have those three. Or if you want, we could invent a brand new adventure character that I could introduce into the rotation of other characters uh, to be in the random encounter section. Sure, why not? Keep it on brand. We can go with a, a, a brand new random character. Oh, so you get to hear it now live, folks. Uh, here in 2022, uh, second episode of the new year, we're already creating a brand new podcast NPC character. Okay, well, what are you thinking uh, that this character should be? So I had a, a human man, I had a human woman, and then I had a male dwarf. So probably this needs to be a female character, but I don't know, maybe... I. Maybe an elf? I haven't done an elf yet. Does this need to be an elven character, perhaps? Like a wood elf? A fellow druid, maybe, perhaps? Let's go with elf. Okay. Because uh, uh, one of the things I did do was, for my game, uh, I I just used Excel and I built this random character generator. Oh, okay. Uh, for myself. Uh, just for its goofy thing. So I'm just going to slap this around a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't do this on purpose. Uh, I'm saying the race to, it was going to be a female elf, but I got a shy herbalist who's a botanist, also a botanist. Okay. Whose background is in herbalism and is, whose job is being a botanist. Okay. So do you think like a, like a female wood elf druid then? And like their specialty is like going around the world and studying plants and, uh, you know, so she can be like a, a force of, of good. Uh, for nature, but she also just enjoys spending her time, go you know, with her long life, just walking around the world and uh, seeing plants and stuff. 
Yeah, yeah I, I would say that. I think that built into the shy aspect just goes around documenting plants, doesn't hang around like places too much. Now we need to come up with a a name for this elven maiden. I don't know. Are any of these sounding good? Torthana, Chrisley, Laura Bella. I like Chrisley and Laura Bella. Laura Bella, is like, that what you want to go with? Uh, I kind of want to go with Chrisley. <laughs> that one's one more fun to say. Yeah, Chrisley. Okay, I think the way that name was spelled was K-R-I-S-L-E-E. Chrisley. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, so we have decided to generate a brand new podcast NPC, Chrisley, the wood elf druid who is a herbalist and a botanist, and she's shy, apparently, and, uh, you know, so probably not uberly confrontational, but, you know, she's nice and sweet, and she'll help out where nature's needed and anything like that. So exactly. I will go ahead. She's nice when you get to know her. Excellent. So <laughs> we will now go ahead and set the scene. So uh, Chrisley has left her wood elven community. She's uh, reached uh, adulthood finally. So, you know, she spent the first hundred years growing up learning the ways of the woad and uh, what it takes to be a druid. And so she was commissioned by her elders uh, to go forth into the world and, and care for nature and, uh, and to be its champion. And so uh, reluctantly, uh, maybe, nevertheless, she, uh, she went forward and, uh, you know, it's been a couple of days, you know, uh, on the road. And uh, as she's starting to really get out of the deep woad, the stuff that really is truly overgrown nature, and she's beginning to see the vestiges, uh, the very hints, uh, the beginnings of civilization, uh, she sees this ruin. But she also sees that there's all this nature that's grown up and integrated with this, this little cafe. And so... Um, she begins to walk out towards the, uh, the, the ruins in the cafe and she's looking around. She's a little timid. She's a little shy. She's, you know, trying to get her bearings and, uh, probably because she is fresh out of her community, she's probably going to be speaking Elvish and she'll be in Elvish saying out loud, kind of like, hello, is anyone there? What is this going on over here? Atta's probably been watching them for a while as they wandered into their woods and has kind of just been like wondering if they'll see them like loosely hiding behind a tree. Mm. And as they wander closer, seeing that this person, not very aware of the surroundings, would probably like approach, like slowly approach behind them, just sort of lean forward as much as they could uh, without like spooking them. Mm -hmm. uh, she, she'd probably just say hi, just like, hi, uh, <laughs> right behind her. <laughs> Oh, she she turns around she's startled and at first you know she's you know she's seen the orc she's seen the dryad so she's kind of just she's just kind of like a deer in the headlights confused she doesn't know how to react quite and she's just like ah and then you know very probably like starting in common she transitioned out of elven and she'll be like hi hello my name is chrisley who are you hey man a lot of folks don't come out that way like crazy i'm yes. Anna. this this is my little brewery uh what can i get you hey oh. <laughs> uh motioning over to uh some various colored jars filled with things okay um she she goes over to inspect them a little closely uh does uh Atta have any menus just sort of absent-mindedly laying around or something like that uh, not absentmindedly, there's a, a whole stack, seeing that she's actually interested and not, like, weirded out. Mm -hmm. Like, hold on, I'll be right back, and runs off. And just from, like, a, a bush, retrieves, like, a stack of, uh, I guess, just uh, shaved down really thin bark mm -hmm. uh, and returns. And it's just, like, uh, several drinks with weird names. Okay. Uh, <laughs> listed across it none look familiar okay. all have been made up by her <laughs> okay uh all right so she's looking at this list she's looking at the jars and she's like uh um well i i guess um i guess she looks you know one of them kind of maybe looks like a kombucha one of them looks like this weird you know maybe like really cloudy looking tea or something like that and 
So she'll point to the cloudy tea one. She'll be like, I'll take a cup of that. And she's looking around and she's kind of admiring the flowers, especially on the, the toga robesque sort of piece. And she's like, oh, wow, yes. So, yeah, I'm from the Wode. And, you know, I've been charged to, you know, just go out and be nature's defender and, and document all that I see and care for nature. And, uh... And she sees, I guess, the the one wall, I guess, of the ruin that's kind of bare. And she's like, "Oh, that's oh, that's so sad that there's that looks that looks like it would be better used with uh, with plants or something growing on it, right?" Hearing like she her wanting to drink, Ata's uh, sort of like pick, picked up the jar and as well as like several others and bringing it to this like uh, small stone table, mm-hmm. uh, which is full of sort of like, uh, I guess, barista tools, like little jars and little flames, mm-hmm. and weird little spinny nozzle things. Mm-hmm. Uh, half alchemist bench, half barista table. Okay. Uh, oh my God, yes. Uh, but I, I have something special in mind. Okay, so like, uh, hear me out here. So you're you're from the wood 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 yeah. wood 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 yes. you you get it you're, yeah. you're down with the plants anyway so like uh, I really want to uh, this adventurer came by really cool really tall like had a bunch of scars wore a robe it was weird I think he did like magic or something it might have been death magic I don't know mm-hmm. anyways so he told me about this place uh, further down south in some kind of crazy swamp uh, there's this giant glowing fungus right like mushrooms but they like glow in the dark and i'm like oh my god that'd be fantastic uh, uh excuse me uh she like walks past her to reach into a cupboard and just grabs uh just a squirrel just an actual squirrel and just walks back over to the table uh you can't see what's going on uh but you do hear splashing and then a wet squirrel sort of hopping away from the table anyways i was thinking that would be so amazing to have on this wall uh well for two reasons actually to have on this wall and to like accent this area because at night it's still really nice with the fireflies and everything but you know it, it could use something to really pop but also that wizard guy he was telling me a bunch of stuff like oh it's like uh i don't know, like magic mushroom or like glowy enchanted I, I don't know i was like half paying attention because he was like he was like crazy tall like you don't even understand anyways uh he did tell me that it could be used in potions and I've been working on something between you and me. She, uh, Ata gets like closer, just like kind of waving over. Like mm. between you and me, I think I figured out a potion that could make people just like fly, like 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 just straight fly, just like jump off the ground and like poof, right through the air. And I think that mushroom might work. Hmm. Okay. And and so you need me to go get this mushroom then, a piece of it, the whole thing. <gasps> Oh my god, you didn't have to offer, but yes, if you would want to, that would be amazing. <laughs> if you got it for me, I would definitely share the potion with you. It would be so, so thankful. Oh, be, oh. Like, be, be BFF thankful. Oh, okay. You know, she, you, you can see she's kind of like trepidatious, but also at the same time, she's like, she's she's going with it. She's trusting her gut on this, and she's like, uh, okay, sure, yes, I'm, I'm sure there's other animals and plants that I can document along the way and, and care for and okay yes yes uh, yes oh I'm so sorry I didn't introduce myself yes uh Chrisley of the Woad oh my god Chrissy uh and she just walks over uh I'm not sure how tall like orcs are in terms of elves uh they're tall but she just I like say. okay she reaches down she just Bear hugs are just like real tight. Oh my God, Chrissy! Thank you. Oh, this is amazing. Uh, anything you need before you set off, you you, you got it. All right. Oh, and here here you go. And she hands you like uh, it's like in a really nice little jar. It has like a little uh, a cute little like twig with uh, like a couple of leaves on it. Mm. It is uh, like a cloudy white liquid with little brown specks floating in it mm. uh but it's very well presented all right she'll uh she'll take a sip she takes a second to think about it and then she's like hmm not bad <laughs> see this time i used i i kept my squirrel for really nice and fresh that that, that was the key 
All right, and so she'll uh, get more details from Atta about where exactly she's to go and how to go about doing it. And uh, they'll have some gal pal time and they'll dish and they'll have a great time. And then uh, Chris Lee will set off on her first little quest and uh, we'll see how she does. Oh, yeah, excited. Hopefully, Chris Lee comes back with a bunch of mushrooms and crazy adventures. <laughs> So there we go. We made it through another episode. So as we're starting to get into final thoughts, what did you uh, think of our little role play there of uh, Atta and Chrisley? Uh, it was good. I liked it. Anytime I can play a, a, a weird buff valley girl is, is a good time. Uh, but no, it was good. I like playing the you know more happy-go-lucky, upbeat characters since uh, I, I usually play more serious ones. So yeah, since Roosevelt was so melancholy and uh, herald of doom, the, exactly. So this is like a complete one eighty. So yeah, this is nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the magic of a random role. <laughs> Otto wasn't even here like forty minutes ago. Yeah, that's true. You know the deal. We're getting into the last section, and uh, so if there's any socials if there's any projects i know you were telling us about your game earlier in a website so i'm interested to hear more about that so yeah go ahead and dish and let us know where we can uh, keep in touch sure well i have my own uh, wix website uh it's my personal website that i use for my like my stuff <laughs> uh which i'm currently in the process of e- editing so i i've finally after <laughs> Quite a, quite a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm finally updating my website to be a bit cleaner, a bit more like straight to the point mm-hmm. than it was in <laughs> when I was in college. So josepheanthony.wix.com slash pangolin scholar. I'm, I'm pangolin scholar on a lot of different social media and media things. So you can find that um, my website there. And I have like an about page and some game design and my writing uh, as well. Uh, and check back because we'll be going through a lot of changes over the, over January as I update it and add more of this thing that I've been doing. Okay, very good. Yeah, we'll make sure that gets into the show notes. So yeah, we'll make sure that gets done. And uh, yeah, anything else you want to leave us with uh, before we sign off today? I don't check out Nomad Complex. They make really nice clothes. Okay. <laughs> very good. All right. Well. Joseph, thank you so much for uh, taking time to hop back on the show. And, you know, we'll get back to you again. The plan is to be regularly interviewing new people and then getting back in touch with uh, guests previously on the show. So that way uh, you'll have your own little catalog of uh, NPCs made on this show. So Awesome. Awesome. I look forward to it. And thank you again for uh, having me back. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sidekicks and SideQuests. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Overcast. Or feel free to save the RSS feed to use the app of your choice. Visit our website, SidekicksAndSideQuests.com, for links, write-ups of the NPCs, and to learn more about the show and the guests who have been on it. To stay up to date and interact via social media, you can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit by searching for Side KQ Podcast. I would love to talk D&D and showcase your fan art stories of how you used our NPCs, discussions, and commentary. If you would like to hail the bod, send an email to sidekicksandsidequests at gmail.com. To help this show be the resource it's meant to be, I ask that you please leave a review on iTunes to help spread the word and share our show with your friends and family. Whether you're a veteran player or an aspiring dungeon master, there's something here for everyone, and I want to hear about it. Sidekicks and SideQuests is unofficial fan content permitted under the fan content policy, meaning I'm not approved or endorsed by Wizards. Portions of the materials used are property of Wizards of the Coast, copyright Wizards of the Coast, LLC. Thank you for your support, and I'll see you at the pub next time. Bar to rock on one, two, one, two, three, four!